This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permonian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. We, of course, are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian, who is also the head of the U.S. Office of Italian Citizenship Assistance. Hello there, Marco. How are you doing? Hello. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you. Good. So great to hear that you're doing well. And in today's video, we wanted to talk about a subject that we have we've touched on a bit in the past in previous videos, but we wanted to dedicate a whole video to the subject of do you need the Italian language to be an Italian citizen? And we're going to go through a number of different types of citizenship here uh, by descent and through acquisition. So Marco, maybe let's just jump into this and I'm sure there's a place that you would prefer to start, so I'm going to leave that one up to you wherever you would like to start. I believe we can start with the most common scenario, uh, which is, do I have to be able to speak Italian to apply for citizenship by descent? Mm -hmm. The answer, very interestingly, is no, you don't have to speak Italian. You can even know anything know nothing of Italian and you can still apply for Italian citizenship by descent. So that's really beautiful, especially for people who live in a foreign country, people who live, for example, in America and apply for and, and, and they, they will be applying for Italian citizenship through an Italian consulate, mm -hmm. Italian citizenship by descent. Uh, for those people, uh, speaking Italian is not a legal requirement in general i should say to apply for citizenship by descent speaking italian is not a legal requirement but for those people who apply for italian citizenship by descent in their home country in the country when they were born uh, or in in another country outside of italy speaking italian is not even a practical requirement so you don't have to be able to speak italian not even to deal with the embassy because the embassy of Italy or the Italian consulate in your country will speak your language to you. For example, the Italian consulates in the US, the, the clerks there who normally are Italians, they have to speak English to you during the process of recognition of your Italian citizenship. So when you meet with the consulate, the clerk will speak to you in English. Mm -hmm. Or, for example, when you have to send an email to the consulate or even when you have to book your appointment, there is an online booking system which is both in English and in Italian. So if you don't understand Italian, you can use the English version of the booking system, go online and secure your appointment. Also, when you apply for an Italian passport, so after you have gone through the recognition process, for which it is not necessary, as we said, to be able to speak Italian, after you become a citizen and it's time for you to apply for an Italian passport, so to meet again with the consulate, you don't have to uh, be able to speak Italian to deal with the consulate. So I just talked about the practical aspects of the application for citizenship by descent in a foreign country, where you don't have to be able to speak Italian because mm -hmm. the Italian consulate will address you in English. But 
let's see why exactly to apply for citizenship by descent. Uh, speaking Italian is not a legal requirement. There is a very specific reason behind that, which is um, if you are somebody who has the right to Italian citizenship, meaning the right to be recognized as an Italian citizen by descent, uh, it means that you were born with Italian citizenship because citizenship was passed uh, from your Italian-born ancestor uh, one generation to the other down to you. So you were actually born with Italian citizenship and now you're just going through a process to have your Italian citizenship recognized. Um, so that, that's why it's not required for you to speak Italian because you're not applying for naturalization. You're not requesting Italian citizenship. You're just basically enforcing your birthright. You're just saying, you know, I was born with Italian citizenship, uh, but my birth certificate was never registered in Italy, so I'm doing it now. I'm showing you that I qualify for recognition of my Italian citizenship by descent. And under Italian law, you don't have to speak Italian. And that's something that I think is really interesting because we've talked about this before, um, but this would actually create uh, a situation of uh, uh, of discrimination if you had to make that person uh, be able to t take an Italian test for example uh, because you don't necessarily make somebody who's born and raised in Italy make that same kind of test but these people under Italian law are recognized in the same way even though if maybe even at the consulate they might say hey do you speak Italian or they tell you oh you should learn Italian which is definitely common um, it's it's definitely one of those fascinating little details uh, that can really make the process a lot less daunting for people out there because that's one thing that I know that so many people especially when they're talking about Italian citizenship by descent it's like it's their grandfather great-grandfather great-grandparent whatever it may be great 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 um, and there's that that separation in between where the language or a lot or most of the language um, would have disappeared and been lost through time so it's really an amazing thing that they allow people um, who are able to make a claim through uh, their through their um, through their line of descent to be able to just continue without having to learn the language or prove that they speak the language, even if they do. <laughs> but maybe... Um, and uh, just one clarification. And, yeah. Um, because in Italy, citizenship is passed from parent to child, that's mm -hmm. the Eurosanguinist principle, uh, basically those people who have an Italian great-grandparent and were born in America, they are in the same situation of uh, the child of an Italian who was born in America in 2018. So, w for the same reason why you can't ask that child of an Italian citizen born in America in 2018 to know the Italian language, uh, to be able to be recognized, which it's possible that the child will never learn Italian. Maybe the child will always live in America, but of course that person is an Italian citizen. And for mm -hmm. the same reason, uh, someone who is the descendant of an Italian great-grandparent who was born in America, if you're able to demonstrate that citizenship was passed from one generation to another, that makes you an Italian citizen, you are a sanguinist, so by descent, and that's why you don't have to speak Italian exactly like the child uh, born in America uh, in 2018 
to an Italian parent who will never maybe learn Italian. And uh, for the same reason why you don't have to speak Italian to be, to be able to be recognized as an Italian citizen by descent, you also don't have to know anything about the Italian culture or the Italian laws or legislation. There is no test, nothing, because it's not an application for Italian citizenship. It's not an application for naturalization. It's just a simple recognition process. Right. And actually, I think you bring up a very interesting point with that comparison between those two children. Um, actually, the thing is, even here in Italy, and this is a subject which definitely requires a lot more discussion when we're talking about how things work culturally in Italy. But there are plenty of places where you can go where a child's first language is not Italian, but their family has been here for generations. Uh, there are some languages that are definitely a part of the Italic kind of uh, family of languages, but then you get languages like French or German or Slovenian, which have no connection to Italy or the culture, technically speaking, if we're talking about something that is quote unquote Italian, but these people legally are just as Italian as anybody else, but because of where they are from, or even there's uh, another language, what's it called, Ladin, at least uh, I think that's the, the name of the language in their language, and in English, I don't know, in Italian it might be called Ladino, I, I don't remember, but it's not important anyway, um, but there are plenty of people who do grew, uh, do grow up um, without that requirement, even if they might get it in school later on, um, even I know we've had discussions about people here in this area uh, where you're from here in Italy, where I happen to live now, um, where you know people who actually their local dialect uh, ability to their ability to communicate in the local dialect is much stronger than their ability to communicate in Italian. And that was something that I found completely fascinating. But when we're talking about Italian citizenship by descent, it's not required to actually gain that recognition of citizenship. But is there a case where it may be useful for that person to have that knowledge? As I said, speaking Italian uh, when, when talking about citizenship by descent is not a legal requirement. If you don't speak Italian, that's fine. You can still apply for Italian citizenship by descent, even if you don't know any Italian. But speaking Italian in some cases, uh, when speaking about citizenship by descent, could be useful or even necessary for practical reasons. For example, if you are applying for citizenship by descent in Italy, so you don't want to file the application at an Italian consulate in your country, but rather to make the process quicker. We talked about the differences about, about applying through an Italian consulate versus applying in Italy in other videos, and we said that the process can be quicker if you file, if you decide to skip the consulate basically bypass the consulate and file the application in Italy well if you file the application in Italy it could be necessary for practical reasons to be able to speak Italian because in Italy the clerk will speak to you 
in Italian. So when you show up at the municipality, at the town hall, to file your citizenship application with all your documents, well, the clerk will not speak to you in English. They may, if they know English, most likely they won't, because Italians, they don't like to speak English to other people. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> that's something that I've definitely had some experience with. Even I've I've had not with um, with uh, from officials, but even on the phone dealing with um, uh, actually specifically, I'll just say a major online retailer that is quite well known and has the same uh, name as a tropical rainforest in South America. I'm sure people can guess what that is by now. There was one time where I was talking to customer support on uh, the phone and I said, hey, do you happen to speak English? My Italian, I can get through this conversation, but if you speak English, that will definitely make it easier for the both of us. And they said, the guy said, nope, this is Italy, we speak Italian. And I was like, I was a bit shocked by that, that somebody from a company was saying that because I mean, maybe in the United States that might be a little bit politically incorrect, but even I've had that with plenty of times on even um, like getting, um, uh, spam phone calls. They said, no, this is Italy. We speak Italian. But in that one case uh, with this online retailer, uh, the the guy, once he realized that English was my native language and that I wasn't like from somewhere else, like, I don't know what his logic was, but this has happened to me multiple times. But when he found out that English was my native language and not just like I was some foreigner, so to speak, uh, he was like, oh, okay, yeah, we can speak in English, not a problem. And that wasn't the first time that that happened to me. There's been a number of times where that's happened to me here in Italy. Um, so I can definitely, t- I, I've got plenty of stories about all these types of situations, even um, dealing with various clerks in different regions of the country Um that they said, like, look, for this type of interaction, we actually have to conduct at least some part of it in Italian for whatever legal reason, um, which I found fascinating. But anyway, I interrupted you there, so maybe I'll just let you get back to what you're saying. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, I was saying that um, it happens frequently that even if they know English, they maybe just don't want to talk to you in English, so they prefer to speak in Italian. Uh, but that's that's fascinating because while they can expect to conduct the meeting in Italy in Italian, at the same time, speaking Italian is not a legal requirement for you to be able to apply. So if you don't know Italian, it's not that you can't apply. Mm-hmm. You have to find a solution. So an interpreter needs to be hired, or if you're going through a lawyer, of course, a lawyer who knows English or ICA. Um, of course, ICA. <laughs> <laughs> we help mediate, so that's not going to be a problem. But um, I'm maybe now talking about those people who decide to do the process um, DIY in Italy, and they find themselves in a situation where they arrive in Italy and the clerk says, you know, now we speak Italian and that right. that could be a problem because the clerk doesn't want to speak English. You don't know Italian, but you can still apply for Italian citizenship because speaking Italian is not a requirement. So you have to find uh, somebody who can help you out with right. the language, with the language barrier. 
And it's different, definitely worth considering. Like, say, if you were to go into your city hall where you live, would you expect them to speak Italian? Like, if you're in, I don't know, some small town in America, would you expect that clerk to be able to speak Italian to you if you needed to have an interaction with them? Granted, English is a much more international language in many ways, but you have to think about it in certain contexts sometimes that not everybody speaks English. Not The, the whole world is not an English-speaking place, even though English is one of the most spoken languages and one of the most commonly learned languages, there are, you just have to consider the average person that might not be a, a linguist, so to speak, or somebody who's decided to take that second language on. But since we're on the subject of citizenship by descent, something that relates very closely is Italian citizenship through a 1948 case, which is a subject that we've touched on in quite a few videos of ours. And we've even done a full video on this, or actually a couple of full videos on this subject, which people should definitely check out. How does that relate to the this idea of um, of the Italian language. Interesting question. So you don't have to speak Italian to be able to speak Italian to file a 1948 case. So uh, speaking Italian is not a legal requirement because after all, you are uh, petitioning in the court to have your uh, Italian citizenship recognized, so your birthright. So it's exactly as the situation that we described at the beginning of the video of somebody who was applying for citizenship by descent uh, through an ancestor. The only difference being that in this specific instance, you are going through the court system. But speaking Italian is not a legal requirement. You don't have to provide a language certificate to the court. However, the whole trial will take place in Italian. You will have to hire an attorney who is admitted to the bar in Italy and who speaks Italian because the judge will only speak Italian, not to you because it's not necessary for you to be present uh, at any point in the, in the trial, in the legal proceeding, uh, the hearings will be attended by your attorney who will represent you and who will speak Italian to the judge. The final judgment will be in Italian, so if you don't speak Italian, you will not be able to read it. But um, the bottom line is you don't have to speak Italian to go through a 1948 case, but you will have to hire an attorney who addresses the judge in Italian who is able to draft legal documents in Italian and the final judgment will also be in Italian. It's very interesting that while it may not be a requirement per se to speak Italian, having some Italian in many cases could be very useful. But I'm just curious about what are the situations where having the Italian language is an actual requirement? Because I know in a couple of episodes, we've talked about a law that's changed a couple of times, actually, within the past few years. Um, what would these situations be where Italian is actually a legal requirement? Before I talk about those situations, I believe, because this just came to my mind, I believe it would be useful maybe to also clarify that it is not required to speak Italian for uh, those people who apply for reacquisition of citizenship. So uh -huh. those people who um, were born in Italy to at least one Italian parent, they emigrated and maybe to, to America or other countries, maybe mm -hmm. they spent their whole life 
in the other country and they became naturalized before 1992 in the other country. Uh, we talked about this scenario in another video. And um, so they lost their Italian citizenship and maybe they forgot Italian or they never spoke it or they spent uh, so much time abroad that they, they forgot it. Maybe they've spent like 40 years abroad and they can't really speak Italian anymore. And now they want to reacquire their Italian citizenship. And we talked about the reacquisition process in another video. And for those people also, it's important, I think, to clarify that it's not required to speak Italian also uh, for those people. But um, talking about the instances where it is actually required to speak Italian, um, as you said, the law was changed recently and more precisely in 20, 20, 2018. And the Italian government basically introduced a requirement for those people who want to apply for citizenship through marriage and for citizenship through naturalization. So people who apply for citizenship based on the residency based on the fact that they have lived in Italy for a certain number of years, uh, four years for EU citizens or 10 years for people who are not EU citizens or three years for people who have Italian ancestry but don't qualify for citizenship by descent. Well, those people uh, who apply for citizenship through naturalization or through marriage, so people who are married to an Italian citizen, they have to speak Italian. and. To be more precise, those people who are married to an Italian citizen, they have to speak Italian uh, both in the case that they live in Italy or that they live abroad. Because under Italian law, you can apply for citizenship through marriage even if you have never resided in Italy. That's a very, um, I believe, fascinating aspect of the Italian law because it, it gives you the ability to claim your Italian citizenship based on your marriage even if you never resided in Italy with your Italian spouse but regardless of the fact that you apply for citizenship through marriage without having ever resided in Italy or that you actually resided in Italy you have to provide a language certificate so you have to pass a language test and demonstrate that you can speak Italian. And so how would it be that a person would even go ahead and uh, get this certification uh, in Italian? The level required is lower intermediate, uh, B1, um, to be precise, and you have to take a test. It is not necessary to take classes. Uh, I mean, if you, if you need classes, then you can take classes, uh, maybe even in the same school where you take the test. But um, attending classes where you are taught Italian are, is not necessary, so you can go straight ahead and take the test if you already are fluent in Italian. There are some uh, schools that are approved by the Italian government. The best way to understand if uh, one of the schools in your areas uh, is approved by the Italian government is to ask the school directly. Normally, they do have the answer. And if they are approved by the Italian government, you can uh, set a test. You attend, uh, you take this test, and then you wait for the results. And if you pass the test, the paper certificate that they give you is what is necessary for you to be able to apply for citizenship through marriage or through naturalization. 
is this certificate something that expires or does it have to be within a certain period of time uh, before taking uh, before getting accepted as an Italian citizen? Preferably, it shouldn't be older than two years when you file the application. And something that I know both of us enjoy are the peculiar cases and getting into the odd little details that can come up every once in a while. Has there been a case that you've seen or dealt with directly um, that would maybe fit into this unique space that might be interesting to talk about? I think somebody might find it fascinating, uh, the fact that if you are a woman who got married to an Italian citizen, or even somebody who was not an Italian citizen at the time, but had the right to Italian citizenship, meaning somebody who is of Italian descent, and applied for the recognition of Italian citizenship by descent long after the marriage. So if you are a woman who was married to someone who was an Italian citizen at the time of the marriage, or uh, had the right to Italian citizenship at the time of the marriage, And if the marriage was celebrated prior to 1983, as we said in other videos, uh, because the law was discriminatory against women, you became a citizen automatically and involuntarily through the marriage. And now you can go through a simplified process to have your status recognized, meaning your, your status that you acquired at the time of the marriage. Well, uh, if you're a woman in that situation, uh, it may be um, surprising to know uh, that you don't have to speak Italian. The reason behind that is that you acquired your Italian citizenship automatically. And so you're not going through a pro you're not petitioning now to become an Italian citizen through naturalization based on the marriage. So the 2018 law does not apply to you the law that requires the language test. Because you were already an Italian citizen even prior to that, technically, just automatically, is what it sounds exactly. like. Yes. So it's interesting to know that the law was discriminatory against women, but now it goes in favor of those women who got married before 1983 because A, they can go through a simplified process, and B, they don't have to speak Italian. And we've done a, a video actually on this subject, but just quickly to clarify, is this one of these subjects, uh, one of these um, ways of getting Italian citizenship that has to be done in Italy or can it be done in Italy or in the person's country of residence? It can be done uh, anywhere. So as long as you were married before 1983, you can apply through the consulate or if you uh, want to apply in Italy, you can apply in Italy. So then there's the technicality that potentially the that uh the, the the husband of that wife may have never set foot in italy may have never lived in italy but have been uh, of italian descent and then that woman may never have been to italy herself but she could have been an italian citizen since the 80s already exactly and none of them speaks italian or even i guess since before the 80s <laughs> because if it went up to that point so i i guess that's a, 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 for a point for many people that they might start laughing when they hear about the actual possible citizenship status of a relative of theirs who never even would have had any connection to Italy whatsoever but just because of the way that the italian law works that this individual would have technically been Italian. Well, anyway, 
we have covered again a lot of ground here and especially at the end uh, even though we've talked about it before it's something that i always find so fascinating uh, to hear about that situation and to hear these little details uh, in regards to what the requirements are and how that can work of course for anybody who is interested in any of the types of citizenship that we've spoken about in this video, citizenship by descent, citizenship through a 1948 case, citizenship through naturalization, a reacquisition of citizenship, or even citizenship through marriage, prior to, what was it, 1983, if I'm not mistaken, you said there? I, I always get the year wrong. <laughs> okay, good. Um, and so if you have any questions about any of those, you can check out the library of content here on this YouTube channel, and we go into detail about all of these. And of course, if you have any questions, of course, you can leave that down in the comment section below. But Marco, if anybody is seeking assistance with Italian citizenship, how can they get in contact with you? They can contact us through our website. They can send us an email uh, or they can give us a call. The contact information is on our website, um, italiancitizenshipassistance.com slash contact. Well, that's fantastic. Again, thank you so much, Marco, for making yourself available to talk a bit more about Italian citizenship, a subject that many of us are so fascinated and passionate about. Fascinated by and passionate about. <laughs> and of course, we have been here with Marco Permunian, Italian attorney and head of the U.S. Office of ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. And I am Rafael Di Furia. And of course, if you would like to know a little bit more about life in Italy, living in Italy, or living in Italy as a dual citizen, you can check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Furia. And of course, thank you so much for joining us again. Stay safe and stay healthy out there. We look forward to seeing you all next time. Have a great one. Later. Thank you.